Buongiorno and welcome to Super Respectable episode. I have no idea how many. My name is David Lewis, uh, reporting live from Venice. And with me is my co-host, Toshio Rahman. How are you, Tosh? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just to answer your question, it's episode 47. 47? We're, we're coming up to a year of That's super respectable, crazy, which is crazy. We should be patting ourselves on the back for uh, persisting with yeah. this uh, very noble endeavor, a <laughs> yeah. nice hobby. This contribution uh, to humanity. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think that's a very, very good achievement in this uh, year of um, strangeness. It's not even a year now. It's like a, it's like more than a year. I think when this all, this whole thing will be like, all like wrapped up and finished. Uh, it'll be like two. Even... It'll be like the war in Afghanistan. Maybe it'll be twenty years from now. <laughs> we're still, we're still doing stuff. <laughs> but let's look, look positive stuff. How is your vacation? How is Italy? How is Venice? You having a good time? Yes. You look tanned. Um, I am tanned a little bit. Starting yeah. to get a bit of a glow. Uh, we were at the Venice Lido for the last uh, week. Nice. Um, so actually, we were staying at an Airbnb, which is on uh, Venice itself, like what people know of as uh, Venice. And then we took a little water bus taxi thing to yeah. the, the beach area, which was really nice because the beach is is nice, clean water. There's good food around and it's very easy, you know, just spend the day there. Um, and now we have this week where we're um, going to be touristing around um the usual canal part of uh, Venice. That's cool. Is is Venice one of those places where like, if you're like a billionaire, you could spend a billion dollars. And if you're not a billionaire, you could work on a budget. <laughs> there are a whole range of stuff there. Yeah. So uh, it was actually kind of interesting. Today, um, we went to the kind of George Clooney hotel because it's oh, yeah. uh, on the island we're staying on. And I'm like, let's go. Let's go check it out. Yeah. Um, it's called the Belmont uh Cipriani or Cipriani oh, yeah. and um, it's really quite a fancy uh, hotel I think the starting uh, nightly price is 1,150 euros it's, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure that's the the nightly uh, yeah. base base room price so and that's that's not cheap this is where George Clooney stays uh, yeah so we, we went there for a drink because it's famous oh. for the Bellini yeah, and uh, when we got the the menu, two or three of the drinks were like created by George. Hi, George. Or he, or he named them or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> something, when you know you're like so rich, George. Jim is <laughs> life is so easy. So so when we were there, there's like because it's super expensive. It's you can't just well we showed up and we said hey could we have a drink? But it's not a very obvious place. Like they're not yeah. advertising themselves. You have to go to this like alley, then you get buzzed in. You get a card if you kind of like meet there. I mean I don't look too disheveled right now. Yeah. Um, there's like a dress code and then you go there's a dress code but they kind of just judge it they kind of like okay yeah. if you have socks and sandals and a big camera like they don't want you there yeah, yeah. Um, but once you're in it's pretty cool like um, but then the other thing I was I was saying was kind of what you're you were mentioning like what's it like to be rich uh, versus on the other end of the spectrum in Venice I'm like what can you do here as a if you're a billionaire like could your experience be like times 10 that of a, a good way of putting average it. person so like when we were at this place i was looking around these people like everyone around me looked rich they just yeah. had a look yeah i, I mean some of them had plastic surgery or botox or their lips were fatter yeah. and folded up 
And some of them, I'm like, why are you doing that? You're making yourself look worse and not better. Just age gracefully. But I mean, some of these people, like some rich people, you can't tell because they're so rich. They just wear jeans and a ripped t-shirt. They don't care. Yeah. Right. But these people are ones who are just like, they just look expensive. Yeah. Even when they're swimming, their their swimming trunks look expensive. Their sunglasses look expensive. Yeah. And I was saying um, to my girlfriend, like, do you think this is the top? Like, if you're a billionaire, would you come here? Or yeah. what do they what do they do? Or what like what level of society are we looking at here? Yeah. And we were saying we we're saying like, okay, maybe for someone who's on a high like slightly higher end of the wealth spectrum, maybe like a, a Mark Zuckerberg or Warren Buffett kind of yeah. level they wouldn't mingle with yeah. anybody they would, they would have like they would find a way to have their own like private um yeah. island or yeah. villa or private they're, higher, they're not like normal rich people they're they would like, just be, they just have no they would try and like limit their exposure to regular humans is I what i would think right. yeah yeah sure. because this is a, like this belmont place is essentially a little cocoon away from everybody else yeah. but you're still surrounded by other rich people so if you're yeah. super super rich you're just with your family or your yeah. lover or your business or whatever. Yeah, the Belmont is show off rich. And then the like, show off rich. There you go. You nailed it. But do you think, but do you think in Venice, like if you were a uh, uh, super, super rich or show off rich, like your experience could, would be there. Are there things to do that rich people can do that average people can't do? Or is it just the quality? I think maybe some things, but like, okay. For example, uh, to get around uh, Venice, you have to take a boat. Right. So most people will take the, the public transport. They might get I'm sure car. they would pay for like their private taxi, which is super yeah. expensive. Yeah. And they're, they're nice. They look very glamorous. So right. sure. That's one thing. Um, maybe eat at certain restaurants. that maybe- Restaurants maybe. Um, because it is very hard in Venice to um, not get scammed with kind of crappy yeah. uh, tourist food. So uh, for sure... The rich people would have like chefs restaurants to their yacht and like cook. I'm pretty sure they, that's one of them. They would get their own chefs because yeah. I was looking at some of the restaurants here and we're going to try and go to like one or two nice restaurants while we're here. Yeah. The thing is, we, we, we mentioned this, I think, in the Michelin uh, podcast episode yeah. where um, like some of this fancy food, even if you can afford it, you wouldn't want to have it for dinner every day. Because yeah. like you, you don't want to have like um, like very small plates of stuff and it's going to like mess with your stomach if you have this new foamy stuff every single night. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you just want to play the pasta. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's limits to like, if you have unlimited funds, you kind of want to just like, you know, have the highs, mediums and lows, not always the highs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just me. Some people will, will go for the highs all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's deep. But actually what, uh, what uh, I want to do with this episode. Yeah is I was thinking about, uh, so the last time we talked about uh, or recorded from Venice, I talked about the plague islands cool. that were part of Venice. And I was thinking about talking about some of the I- other islands of Venice. And then I thought, nah, we talk about islands quite a lot. So let's, let's, change, it up. let's change it up a little bit. Surprisingly <laughs> so yeah, quite a bit. But islands are interesting. So they're <laughs> worth talking about, but not today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what I wanted to do was, uh, some of the do's and don'ts of being a tourist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and specifically being a tourist in Italy, but we can general generalize it and expand it if you like. Um, so I've made, I've made my own list and some of it's been kind of cribbed from various online resources, but some from my own, uh, experience traveling to Italy over, over the years. Yeah. 
Um, and from my notes, there's a longer list of don'ts than there is a list of do's. Um, <laughs> I think that's generally that's generally the case with most sure. things. Uh, what do you want me to start with, the do's or the don'ts, or do you want me to mix it up? <laughs> you choose. I think mix up would be a cool. Like every, how about for every positive a negative or vice versa? Like we can just balance it out. Okay. I'll, I'll try and balance it, but like I said, we're going to end up with more don'ts. Uh, yeah. let's, let's see how we go. Okay. Uh, and you can tell me whether you agree or not, but generally sure, sure. they're hard to disagree with. Um, so number one, uh, I, I do. So uh, when you're in Italy, huh? you should order and drink your coffee at the bar. Um, um, that's the thing to do. Yeah. Of course, um, if you feel like sitting down at a table and taking your time with your coffee, that's perfectly within your right. Yeah. But um, after breakfast, most Italians will have their espresso yeah. uh, at the bar yeah. uh, very quickly. And a key difference uh, and a key reason for doing this is that it's cheaper. Oh, if you, if you order at the bar and drink it at the bar versus sitting down, there's a table price and a bar price. And some tourists, when they come to Italy, they'll think, hey, that's not fair. That person paid one year and we paid 250 yeah. That's because you sat down. That's the reason why. Is it because uh, why why what's the reasoning behind? Is it, is it Italian culture? Is it that they want you to like not uh, not spend I think in a restaurant so they can get more people? Is there an economic? My rationale or understanding is possibly wrong, but that um, if table service requires employment of staff, yeah, and that has more costs. So maybe if there's a just one person behind the bar giving you the coffee, it's just more yeah. efficient for everybody involved. And it's usually uh, like. Correct me if I'm wrong too. Like usually, like we have westernized coffee in the sense that we have these like extra tall lattes and stuff. Yeah. But we're espresso chinos, right? Like a quick little like yeah. three minute thing, and then I'm on my way, sort of thing. Not like a sit down and spend half my half my time at the cafe and waste. They're they're pretty quick things. And yeah. the thing is, I to be honest, uh, I don't really like espresso. It's too it's too bitter. Yeah. So whenever I order uh, coffee at the bar, I'll get like a macchiato, which has like a bit of milk in it. Yeah, because uh, I just find the plain espresso too too bitter, and I'm like, what's the? I actually don't enjoy it. So, yeah. um, I know that's a cool like sexy thing to do when you're in Italy, but uh, truth be told, it's not my thing. Is it? Um, uh, is it true? Sorry, honestly, is it true that uh, uh, I don't know uh, Westerners are the ones like Americans, North? We are. Uh, we were the ones who kind of. I'm not we, but like you know, like uh, uh, North Americans were the ones who 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 came up with the idea of like coffee to go like uh, takeaway uh, like like and like little cups with sleeves and all that kind of stuff oh uh, yeah and I, I guess i didn't add that to the list but that's probably do you see Italians walking like, around like don't <laughs> unless you're in maybe like milan which is more of like a business city than than the rest yeah that's just not something that see. you would see because i kind of find that like in the uk and in the anglo uh world there's yeah. like an enjoyment that people yeah. get from showing that they've got coffee yeah. yes. i feel like they're sure they're like showing that they went to totally. Starbucks and they totally. to like, look what I did. Totally. And like, what? So an Italian, I think that is just doesn't compute. They're like, why are eating in the street, eating while you're moving, drinking while you're moving? They're like, don't do that. It's so interesting. I'll let you, it's, it's a very good point you make. And I've actually noticed in Eastern cultures or non, actually outside of North America, I've noticed that people don't really walk and eat at the same time. They've kind of sit down and enjoy their meal or their food or their snack. And we're the only ones with like a coffee and like a bagel. It's kind of walk. like the, yeah. the hustle culture, the rush, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, gotta yeah. be, it's made to be. Um, and I think if Italians would just think that's weird. Like, yeah. well, why are you in such a, why is your life okay? Why are you doing that to well, yourself? I think one of the reasons <laughs> is like we've always talked about how North Americans do a really shit job 
uh, part of my French, uh, with food culture. Whereas I, I'm, I'm assuming in Italy, like food is an important part of life. So sit down, enjoy it, like take a break from life, like et cetera, et cetera. Or we're just yeah. like, yeah, like shove it down. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. Okay. So that's a do. But but then it's okay. I'll have a don't. And this, the don't is related to this coffee one. So uh, no cappuccinos after 11 a.m. That's a big oh. no-no. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's that's definitely going to like highlight you as a foreigner. If you yeah. go into a place and say, yeah, I'd like a cappuccino, please, at three in the afternoon. Yeah. Because um, no. the reason is for an Italian, they consider like the milk, like a lot of milk added to a coffee. Uh, like a breakfast oh they like they think it's kind of like an italian breakfast is basically a, a croissant uh, or a baked good uh and a coffee but like a with with milk like a lot yeah. of milk that's when it's kind of an acceptable thing to do yeah. in the afternoon they'll think like that's too heavy you've had some lunch or dinner yeah. they're like why would you do that to yourself to yeah. fill yourself oh. up um have an espresso or have a, something like just to gracefully end the meal but that's, no no that, that's a no-no I'm, I'm, I'm in a cappuccino phase right now here, so I'm going to implement that rule just for myself, <laughs> just so I can feel like that. Yeah, cool. just so you can feel pretty nice about but it. All, all, um, other are, all other drinks are, are, are safe game post. Uh, there's no time limits on other drinks. So basically... Um, anything milk related, I guess. would any, Like any heavy, heavy milk related ones are generally frowned upon after... There's a, this debate whether it's like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., but generally speaking, after like yeah. breakfast time. You guys, um, you, uh, you know how here, like we have too many rights uh, and it comes to food where it's like, I need almond milk and like oat milk. Yeah. And milk. Do, they, do they have all that garbage in Italy? Or they're like, no, just take our dairy milk. <laughs> it's funny you say that because we are actually, we went out to get, uh, have our coffee this morning. Yeah. And there was a, a German tourist who asked for like um, some different kind of milk. Like an American like coffee. Milk or and, and I know enough Italian to say, the guy said, no. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> he, he, kind of, he just laughed at her. And he's like, we have milk or get out. <laughs> yeah it's um, too many milks <laughs> yeah. there's just too, i just think there's too many options like too many man oh. I, when they say like would you like a large they don't even say like large medium small cappuccino they're like cappuccino is a cappuccino they're, they wouldn't say like do you want a super size uh whatever oh. um no frappuccino so, you know all that oh, other oh god <laughs> there is a starbucks in italy there, I I heard there's it. one I starbucks in milan i went to it it's just over the top. Um, I th- actually, I don't even think of that one. You can order the usual like syrupy things. Yeah, I think they would get they get they would get run out of town if they did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the great thing about Italy, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not a big fan of espresso, but it's cheap. Like yeah. a cappuccino and these things. When you go to Starbucks, it's so expensive. But here, it's like one euro for uh, a That's coffee, good. or maybe maybe one fifty for a cappuccino. It's important. I, I mean, I don't go to Starbucks for other reasons too. But even at my local coffee shop. Like, I think coffee should always be cheap because it's like an everyday sort of like a staple for most people. That's what I like. I would definitely pay a euro. Maybe uh, these people, I'm assuming most Italians will probably go to a coffee shop two or three times a day, at least. They go a few times a day and then and so it's priced accordingly. So they can just go and in and out. It's quite sociable. Cool. Um, and that's the other thing why it's, it's meant to be a social thing. Whereas like we'll grab right. the coffee and like run off to work or like have it on the Metro or something yeah. or in the car. It's more like a conversational thing. Okay, let's move on. Um, do. what should I do next? Do, um, do say buongiorno or buonasera instead of ciao. Uh, so try to like designate the time of day in your greeting instead of ciao, which is more like all day. Uh, if, if I know you or it's a bit more casual, yeah, yeah. um, 
I'm, I, I don't know if Ita enough Italian, I'm a bit guilty where I'll just go ciao, ciao. Yeah. Uh, but that's very like a casual way of doing it. So, so try and say um, buongiorno, buonasera, all that sort of stuff. I, I think that goes, that's a really important point. I definitely agree with you. If you're going to a country, I'll just take it to a larger point of view, like mm. make an effort to learn at least the basics and the people respect that. And if you can know the intricacies of like when to say certain things, where and what and all dialect, it's even better. Like when I was in Hong Kong, I was saying like, uh, I was saying hello, this and that. And then our friend, mutual friend, Marcus, was like oh you should say it in this dialect because this is like this is mandarin or this is cantonese and they actually prefer yeah mandarin. and so like then i switched over but like you know people i think especially in touristy cities i mean they see tourists all day long so they're probably like oh this american who got his cappuccino at three o'clock and he's saying this. but that'd be cool that's that's a that's a cool thing. i think it becomes well, cool too right the longer you yeah start. i mean Whenever I go to Italy, so uh, like my, my girlfriend Federica is half Italian. Right. Uh, and so I kind of go, I was saying to her last night, I, whenever I come here, I kind of go here uh, just kind of giddy and like looking around, not as normal tourists, a, nor a normal tourist would, because it's it, she speaks Italian to the waiters. She does a lot of the like heavy lifting because it's, it's just natural, right? She speaks yeah. Italian and she'll do the interaction with the waiter. And so I feel like I get treated so much more, yeah, so much better yeah. than maybe a, the average tourist. I totally. don't think I have the same experience because totally. they're so happy to have this normal interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll try and just chime on with the grazie, per favore, yeah, yeah, yeah. some basics. But but you're right. Like it is a, a really thing but, about basic respect and decency. Yeah. Just have like, please, thank you, hello, goodbye um, in whatever language of the country you're visiting. Totally. And, and same with me and my wife, like whenever we're in Morocco, I let her take the lead because, you know, she's Moroccan and she can, she, I don't get ripped off then. And then when I'm in, when we're in Bangladesh, I take the lead. So like, I'm, cause I can speak the language and I don't get ripped off. So it's definitely, and like, uh, you play your part a little bit and, uh, you try your best, but language is important to people. Learn a little language bit is somewhere. Just a little bit. And it feels good to speak Italian. It's a, it's a nice, beautiful language. Yeah. Um, Okay, what shall I do next? What about, um, oh, back to eating yeah. and drinking. So uh, a don't is don't eat pasta with a knife or spoon ever. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, it's always fork? Yeah, just a fork. Just a fork. Why is that? So uh, I don't know. I, I was told off multiple times. And there's some meals where um, maybe, I don't know, some of these pasta dishes where like they'll stick like a shrimp on and they haven't... Um, fully prepared it you need to like peel apart certain bits of the of the fish or the, the shrimp yeah. i'm like i can't do that with a fork you gotta use some bits and pieces yeah uh but generally speaking yeah you're supposed to just be a, a highly skilled with the fork and spin it around and and eat it how'd you learn um, that rule? how'd you know that rule like how like i know uh, from being to... told off by federica multiple times <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's because she gets embarrassed she doesn't want to be seen next to some uh, foreigner who's using a knife uh, with the meal like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's because I, I was thinking like I don't know what you do is when I uh, let's say let's my like when I go to a new country or whatever I'm always reading like some type of travel book or like Lonely Planet or some like I'm doing a little bit of research before I go so a lot of those customary things do come up in certain books like don't do this do, do, do this but that food one is interesting because I've been in places around the world where people like I haven't gotten told off or not but I knew I was doing something wrong or something because I just didn't know right but I find most people are pretty understanding of it like and they'll, they'll know he's a foreigner no one's like oh, yeah I mean like you know but no one's gonna stop you from ordering a cappuccino after a certain sure. time or like stop you from using a knife it's just like 
they'll yeah. just go like, okay, that person is not from around here. Yeah. Do you, think, do you think we have stuff like that here in North in Canada, North America, little rules that like, like, Kinda, I, yeah, I was curious. I wonder what those would be. If I see someone eating like a pizza with a knife and fork, it's kind of off. Or, uh, or if I see someone eating a hamburger and they like without their hands, it's not a rule, but those are like things that will be like, oh, maybe they're not used to it. But I don't think, I think we're pretty uh, non-regulated when it comes to food related <laughs> rules. We're just like, stuck okay, here's yourself. one. Yeah. yeah. A big one in North America, which is one of my, we've talked about it before. One of my pet peeves is tipping. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the the, the, the tipping culture is off the charts. Horrible. And so, um, so in Italy, you can tip. There's uh, like where I'm for, uh, living in the Netherlands, tipping is like, no, uh, it's almost like not as bad as Japan. I think in Japan, it's insulting if you tip. I've never been, but apparently it's, it's offensive to like to the service culture because they're doing it out of their job and you're giving them money on top of their job. They're like, I'm just doing my job. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Um, but here in Italy, um, tipping is kind of um, a thing. But the, the key thing is not to overdo it. Like American standard and Canadian standard is like 15, 20%, maybe Ooh, that kind yeah, of range. Way, yeah, crazy. Where in Italy it should be like 10% or a few coins, you know, like just something to show that you've, uh, Appreciate. you're, you're appreciating it. And it doesn't have to be every single time, but like, don't go overboard because yeah. they're going to think like, they're going to just going to think you're being obnoxious yeah. or I mean, maybe they'll, I mean, Maybe they won't say no, right? They're giving you a lot of money and some, some cash, but yeah. generally speaking, don't try and recreate the uh, American Canadian tipping culture in Italy. Sure. Let's not change things here, people. No. Because the other the other thing about it is that uh, the service culture in Italy is it's, it's very proud in some yeah. places. I've been to some restaurants where it's like they really treat it as a profession, and they're paid a bit more, I think, than in part of the North America. Yeah, the food, yeah. Because in North America, you're essentially like subsidizing their their what they're not getting paid by the owner of, of the restaurant because right. the it's it's like mandated by law in, in many states and provinces that the service restaurant and bar staff are paid less. Yeah. Their minimum wage is like I don't know what it is now. Yeah, yeah. But it used to be like five bucks an hour, whereas the rest of the population's minimum wage was like nine. Yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. here, this the service minimum wage is is you know the usual. Yeah. So um, in, in summary, you don't have to tip every single person, but just a reasonable amount when you do. Yeah, I don't, I'm, uh, I'm not cheap, but I generally don't tip. <laughs> like, like I do tip, <laughs> I tip if I sit down at a restaurant, I never tip on takeaway because it makes no sense to me. Uh, uh, and when I do tip, uh, I don't use 10 or 15. I, I just look at the number and based on the service, I'll kind of round up to the nearest whole number and, uh, and pre-GST, pre-PST, I don't tip on tax. So, and if, if no one likes my tipping, then screw you. That's fine. It's my money. I don't have trillions of dollars, but even then, like, I understand they work hard and everything, but it's a horrible system here. And we should just regulate the price of everyone should just get paid the same salary or same wage. And then tipping should be the same culture as what you've said it. If you get it, it's good. If you don't, it's no problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I told because you, I hate, I hate the, the, the expectation of it. That's my oh. main uh, thing that I find annoying. It's like, it's oh, the standard. Whereas like if you had a great meal or a great uh, service experience, give them some money to compliment them for their good work. Um, yeah. Otherwise I'm like, you're just doing your job. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I told you not. I was with, uh, it's my only time in my life that this has happened. I was with a bunch of people, oh, two other guys, we were eating sushi and we split the bill. And so I thought my friend took care of the total tip Now we didn't have to break it down. So I didn't give any tip and I went and oh my gosh, I remember it's so embarrassing. And the guy at the restaurant who charged my card was like, oh, was there a problem? And I said, no. And he said, well, you didn't tip us anything. 
And I thought, I did my friend tip. He's like, no, you have to. And like, he actually confronted me about it. And so then what, did I, what was there for me to do? It's be like, no tip. So then I had to add a tip onto it just to kind of like keep it calm. And just get pressured. Yeah. Oh, such a, it's, it's horrible. But you know what? I, I've gotten to a point, even yesterday we went to a restaurant and they did a good job, but I mean, I just gave a couple bucks here. I, I'll tip what I have to. And if you have a problem with it, we can have a discussion, but fuck off. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like it's COVID time, man. Like, I mean, we don't all have like unlimited amounts of money just to give on tip. And anyways, sorry. I digress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's, 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 and that's the other thing is that, um, you know, uh, you cannot tip. So when you go to restaurants and bars in Canada, it's like part of the uh, card payment process where it's like add tip 15, 10, I, th- I think like it's quite standard to have it there. Yeah, and always, you always feel a sense of pressure because they yeah. give you the terminal yeah. and they kind of hover over you and it gives you like these standard things. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in Italy, um, they, they told us like, that's not even uh, accepted uh, because there's a bit of concern around, um, I don't know if I should say it, but like, you know, fraud and, yeah. and corruption, that sort of thing. So they, they don't like having that kind of stuff uh, on, on the uh, terminals. Yeah. But for some reason, they're like, no, if, if there's ever a tip, it's got to be in cash, in cash. which whatever, but which is, is a do. A do is have cash because cash. Italy is much more of a cash uh, country than, huh. I, I don't know, the Netherlands or, or Canada. Um, it's not, it's not a standard thing. It's, I think the whole world is so weird. I was telling, uh, when we were in Turkey, it was a cat. We were also cash based, um, mostly cause we were foreigners and we didn't have a local bank account. But one thing I noticed is by like, uh, so I've been in Canada for nine months now, since we moved back, I think I've used cash like three times in the last nine months. Everything else is just yeah. card, card, card. It's kind of convenient, but kind of scary too. That like, it's just like, everything's card, card, even parking meters are like card, card, card. You know what I mean? So I think there's there's also by the way i don't know if people know this and stuff but governments uh, prefer cards so then you know they can know what you're doing and like i mean not in a big brother way but like everything can be calculated in a financial aspect whereas with cash it's hard to trace everything right so like so yeah all these companies and governments and organizations would vastly prefer if you use cash and they'll tell you that um Sorry, if, if you use a card, uh, card yeah. because of it's exactly because they can track all these things, but they'll tell you it's for your convenience, yeah, it's yeah, cheaper, yeah. it's less burdensome. Um, but there's definitely that aspect of being able to track expenditures uh, what's going on. And uh, I heard also that if you're into stocks, which Dave and I are interested in, um, there's going to be a huge push in the next couple of years of getting more countries on board with Visa and MasterCard, especially in the third world, right? So like those stocks might plummet up, uh, not plummet up, it might skyrocket up. So like, because those are pretty much the two biggest providers, right? It's like Visa, MasterCard, and then like Amex and Diners Club, but I've never mm. used an Amex or a Diners Club. It's always Visa for me, pretty much. So like, yeah, they're pretty much the standard. The standard. Is, um, is that, you, can you use all those cards in Venice? Is like, I mean, I know cash, but could you use your card? Uh, yeah, so, so I mean, most places you can use card, but there's a lot of places that are kind of like, the, the corner bar where you have your espresso, yeah. they're going to be like, what, you want to pay card for a one euro uh, yeah. coffee? The, 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 that's not worth it then because they're not going to make any money on that transaction. Yeah. So um, yeah, I just think for those like smaller uh, uh, transactions, it's better to have a few coins on you. So just um, on a side, do you remember in Malaysia? So I was a partner in a restaurant in Malaysia and we had a card, POS system, like a point of so we got a card and stuff. So when we got it, I didn't really know anything about how all the whole, I know how the system worked, but I wasn't really uh, well uh, oriented on it. So when we got it, I started reading more about it. 
And like, they take such a minuscule amount, but it's based on quantity, right? Like they're working on like, I think these guys must be like Visa, MasterCard, all these companies, they must be making so much money because so many people use their card and just a portion of a portion of a portion, but millions of billion times a day. It's such a good business. All they have, it's like a river of money and they're just sticking their finger in it and taking yeah. a little bit each time. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. And then it's like the whole like, no, no, because they know, right? Yeah, no, no, don't, don't pay your bill this month. <laughs> like take another two months to pay. Oh man. Oh. Yeah, I got, I got caught off on a few times with that. Uh, because younger, I have right? a, I, I still have a Canadian credit card and I'm not always so diligent about checking my Canadian account because I do everything in the Netherlands. Then sometimes I'll be like, oh, I forgot about this like recurring payment, like some some subscription I had. And it was yeah. like a week late. And I'm like, oh no, my credit's ruined. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> uh, love, so especially here they love chucking credit cards in your faces because they want you to like have bad credit and they want you to build up. But then the opposite is the true too. If you get a credit card and you're really diligent and you pay everything, they hate you because they're not making any money. Making any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the because the interest on that is insane. They, they just make so much money. Yeah, I, yeah. When I was young, I made the stupid mistake of, you know, you can actually use your credit card as a debit card. Oh, sorry. You can take money out of your, against your, uh, oh, your yeah. so stupid. I took like a hundred bucks and the and the interest was like crazy on it. So I paid it back, but that, that was a mistake. Well, but now I got burned on that. I, when I first moved uh, to London, yeah. I was uh, short of pounds. And yeah. so I was like, oh, I'll just use my credit card. And then there was like a double whammy of, you're not usually meant to take out money with your credit card and in a foreign currency. Oh, it was brutal. They love um, you. So this is, we, love you it. and I have had this discussion multiple times is like, we don't get financial education as children or as teens or as youth or even in university. This is all stuff I've learned by experience, right? And like, this is stuff people should know ahead of time. Like try to work on debit. Don't you know, build your credit you know, make sure you pay your bills on time. Especially when you're, when you're uh, like the best is when you're overseas and you're using your credit card, or your debit card, like you said, not only is there the conversion fee, there's the withdrawal fee, this, that, that they make tons of money off you, man. So like, yeah, cash really is king when it comes to traveling, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, but it's a challenge. I, 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 sorry, just on a quick, but one positive was that in, in, uh, in, when I lived in Turkey, I would live there during a time where the Turkish lira really just, just fell. Like it was so bad, which was great for us because we were working in American dollars and there was a bank literally next to our house. Anytime I needed to convert, I would go there. And this was the first time in the world I realized the bank rate was really good, uh, you know, and I used to check online. So I'd always go next door and get like US uh, Turkish lira and I didn't lose anything if I had gone to another place, which is strange because here in Canada and I'm assuming in Europe as well, if you go to the bank to exchange currency, they probably take a huge, huge chunk of that, of that exchange. Oh, yeah, massively. Uh, yeah. Massively, so like, yeah. Anyways, I, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are all big problems. Um, but yes, I'll, I'll move back to my list. And, are we on uh, a do or a don't now? I don't know. So I'm going to go with a do. Okay. So this one is about uh, greetings. Okay. So when you're greeting uh, someone you know, like a friend or a family, someone you've met before, basically, yeah. uh, it's it's standard practice to do the kiss on the oh. cheek and and this is a mistake i first made when i moved to the uk europe it's not so common in the uk but london has lots of like internationals <laughs> this is embarrassing i'm really i'm really embarrassed by this but because it's it's not common in canada at all like, no way i've actually realized that canadians are a bit more like japanese than anything yeah. um because like even when i meet really of course like when i meet my close friends after a while I'll give them a hug and say yeah. hi, but like some other people, I'll just sort of like nod at them or like go, Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. it's very, very informal. Yeah. Um, but it, so 
when I uh, first studying in London, there's a lot of people doing these uh, like cheek kisses. Cheek, cheek kisses. And I, I actually kiss people on the cheek. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not supposed to actually kiss them. <laughs> Uh, I was so embarrassed. People were like, "You're not supposed to ki- actually kiss them." I'm like, "What are you guys doing then?" Because I was watching them, and there, there, some of them were like, they were touching. Yeah. <laughs> so it's air- so it's very important, people in North America. It's just kiss the air. It's air kisses. Yeah. Um, and especially in COVID times, I don't know how that's working out. You don't see those anymore. In Italy, what's the what's the rule? Oh, and then the other one is that um, I had to look this up because. Um, it's which side do you approach? That's always oh. the awkward thing. Because yeah. I ended up kissing a couple of Italians um, in, in my program because we both went the same direction. I was like, ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when greeting uh, in Italy, you uh, go for the left. So left. you kiss on the left and then you go to the right. So it's okay. just one, two. And, and men and women, like men will do it to the men. It's not a, it's not a thing about man, woman. It's everyone gets the same greeting. Okay. Whereas like some... Macho people might think, well, I won't do that. That's not manly. Um, It doesn't matter. Everyone does that. Yeah. What's actually interesting is because you lived in Turkey for some time, as as we know. Yeah. I I, I think I saw um, some men holding hands there. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, I think in a lot of countries and around the world, like guys, like there's this, like it's it's not non-sexual or anything, but it's like a friendship, like hand holding and like uh, walking around. In Turkey, I didn't really see it. I saw it. I've seen it in Bangladesh. I've seen it in more like mm. 80 countries. Um, yeah, like it's more like yeah. a, a like a gesture of, of of friendship and love and companionship in a non uh, in a platonic yeah. way. But uh, yeah, we definitely don't have those things in in North America. No kiss <laughs> on the cheek. Uh, in Morocco, same thing. They, che- they kiss on the cheeks. And so I still joke with my wife that I still don't really know how many number of times it is because different people do a different number. What I do is I let the other person lead in like in a good relationship. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and I don't do kisses. I just kind of like. Uh, I just kind of move my mouth. It's more just of a lean. Yeah. 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 And maybe there might be like a, yeah. So, but, but uh, we should try to implement that here in North America. In Canada. Let's see how that goes. Get, they'll get arrested in no time. Uh, <laughs> you kissing. <laughs> yeah. There'd be some sort of harassment lawsuit. But it's cool. I mean, it's definitely something that like makes you feel like integrated into culture, local culture and like part of it. But it, I'm sure with COVID, this is thing, it's yeah. been extinguished. I haven't seen a single person do that. Elbow, so, elbow kisses. Elbow kisses. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of a nice thing to see. It feels like a very nice way to greet people, um, very friendly. So uh, that was a do. Let's go back to the don'ts. So this one is about dressing. Oh, cool. Um, so generally speaking, uh, I know you're on holiday. Italy is a wonderful place that many people travel to on holiday. Yeah. But uh, don't dress like you're at the beach or that you're going to the gym oh. when you're in the city. Like, um, Big problem here. I yeah. think... Probably a more problem for the Americans yeah, than most. And it's so easy in a city like Venice to be like, ah, that's an American. That's a whatever. Because generally speaking, um, Italians dress well. Yeah. But they don't dress like over the top. There's not, it's not like they're always wearing suits and ties or shirts and, and whatever. But they just, they'll have, you know, maybe some nice shorts on and, and a polo and some, some nice sandals. But what they won't do is have flip-flops um nike running shorts and like you know under armor or something like that yeah because that's that's like what are you doing are you about to go for a run or are you going somewhere why are you dressed in this way just dress as if you're in a city just um is it true to say would it like classy not trashy is sort of the italian approach to fashion like uh yeah 
like I know what you mean. Like when you see, you can easily pinpoint a North American, especially an American everywhere, because they always seem to dress like they dress back home, even if it's inappropriate where <laughs> you're dressing. And like I've seen it so many times, and sometimes you just want to go up to them and be like, "Dude, what are you doing, man? Like, or, or ma'am, what are you doing? You know?" But uh, but are Italian? Okay. Yeah, like what's what are young people in Italy like starting to dress a little bit more revealing and Western and like inappropriate, like sort of here, or is are they is there like a, a still like a structure they follow in terms of Italian culture with clothing? Well, um, I think generally speaking, this the level of dress is pretty good, yeah. and I, I think. I kind of struggled with it too in Canada is that there's actually not that many places that I find work for me, like for, for clothing. Yeah. I'm a kind of, I'm a pretty slim guy. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the clothing is very large. Yeah. So like a small, actually, for example, this t-shirt that I'm wearing right now yeah. is um, it's from a Dutch brand and it's, it's a small, so I'm, I'm a small person in the Netherlands. Dutch people are very tall. Yeah. Uh, but then I looked at the label and it said XXS, uh, USA. Oh. So this is extra, extra small uh, yeah. USA style. Yeah. Um, so like the clothing is generally bigger and baggier yeah. and the fit is very different to an, like a European fit. Yeah. And generally speaking, I find like the, the clothing stores, there used to be like some decent options. Uh, I'm talking about Ottawa uh, where I'm from, but like used to be like J Crew and Club Monaco, which are places that kind of fit me. Yeah. And I think now when I went back, some of them have closed up. Yeah. And you're kind of left with Old Navy and these bigger uh, kind of brands, which American Eagle. They don't have them here. American Eagle. We do like craft clothes here, so like uh, we do really. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I would imagine. I mean, would... they, they they have fast fashion here, of course. That like Zara and H and M, they're European yeah. brands, and they're trash. Like, yeah. as in it's like throwaway clothing. But generally speaking, I think the the standard of clothing is a bit higher. Um, but yeah, like now that uh, Americans can travel again, you can definitely notice them. It's very easy. Baseball cap. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a giveaway. Yeah. Um, socks and sandals. Yeah. Uh, it's really I, bad I, one. I find that the Americans, by the way, whenever I travel around the world, I feel like they just like, they don't really take cultural sensitivities into mind. I find that they just feel like whatever I do back home, I can do here. They're always wearing like guys like, you know, you can, and by the way, like, I think you and I can do this because like we're from North America. I can kind of tell where people from are from in America by their dress as well. So you got a lot of like country folk and like, you know, Southerners who wear like half sleeves and they're tattooed up and they look like cowboys. And then like a lot of like the, uh, the ones who are from the North wear this and that. And I find that women, especially, and it's happening with men too. They wear really revealing clothes when they travel. And I sometimes think like, I wonder what the locals think because like you know some cultures are not as open-minded or not as like uh, liberal with their clothing as it is but americans seem to be like i don't care i'm gonna wear what i want to wear right and like in turkey we saw it so much too and i was like oh my gosh like what are you wearing man this is like a family institution you know yeah i mean it's it's it is an issue in italy because there's a lot of really nice catholic uh churches sure and uh, there's one just around the corner and it says like don't uh, show your shoulders, yeah, yeah. Uh, wear respectful clothing. Yeah. And um, that's a comment, by the way, if you, uh, uh, sorry, just want to say, if you visit some, I, I've actually noticed if you visit any religious uh, uh, sites, mostly around the world, mosques, churches, temples, a lot of them will say, even in Southeast Asia, like Hindu temples and stuff, they'll also have little notes on like the fact that this is a place of worship, please dress appropriately. A lot of them will give you clothes to wear, like to cover yourself up. But like, yeah, like, 
you'll see like women in like short shorts and like thongs like in, like foot thongs <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like big like you know going into churches and stuff and I'm like come on man like you know this is like we should respect local cultures and like local customs here you know not just you wouldn't wear this to your church back or maybe you would I don't know <laughs> but like, maybe they would I think that's the problem but um, <laughs> I think one thing about Italy that would be cool is because there's such there's such there's so much fashion in the culture. It'd be nice to dress up and like, just like be in Italy and be like one of the locals, right? Like, but you do see that too, is that I think you also see some uh, tourists who are conscious of that style, but then yeah. they want to be like Italian in their dress. And you can tell they're kind of doing it a notch just above what yeah. an Italian would <laughs> They're wearing do. like a suit and like three-piece suit. Yeah. Or they have like this big like uh, hat, which <laughs> almost looks like a sombrero. And I don't know, it just seems like, it's hard to pull off. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying uh, I'm not anywhere close to a fashionista. Yeah. At least, but um, you, have a, you have a consult, like a <laughs> personal consult. Like your, I have an, adv- I have an advisor, advisor. that tells me, like, get changed. You can't go out with that. When, when, um, when you go yeah. to your your partner Frederica's uh, uh, mom's village, I'm assuming it's probably a little bit more conservative, right? A little bit more hidden. Like people are a little bit more traditional minded with clothes. Uh, a little bit. I mean, the thing is, it's it's a it's a village in the mountains yeah so of course you're not going to have like fashionistas and people wearing suits because that would just look ridiculous and it's impractical (laughs) i don't know it's nice clothing um but it's functional clothing i think it's it's quite common with many uh places around the world yeah um but yeah it is nice italy is quite nice for style you can find some nice stuff here yeah um let's let's move on to the next one um oh here's a don't it won't apply to you but uh, don't get drunk. Oh, okay. um, publicly. This is really funny, actually. Uh, so last night we were um, having a drink by the water around the, around the corner here, yeah. and um, we were just sitting. It was really nice and relaxing. And uh, this, there was like a drunk tourist. He walked into me, and he right. like crashed into me. And it's never happened before. Yeah. Uh, maybe at a bar, but um, it, I was looking around, and I was like, it was impossible. Yeah. for a normal person to achieve what that person did because I, w- I wasn't sticking out my chair wasn't in the way I was like was mm-hmm. I standing was I in the way was I bothering someone yeah my chair was like totally like in line with the way everything should be the guy who was about to like walk basically splash into the canals because he was yeah. so drunk oh my god um and then he like blamed his girlfriend for not uh showing him the way he was just really really drunk yeah. but basically what I want to say is that person was not Italian yeah it's not common uh, in Italy to like have these public drunkenness that yeah. you might see in the UK yeah. or in some other uh, places where they're drinking on the on the metro or drinking in, in, in public yeah and drinking to excess so Italians when they drink they'll have wine with their lunch or right. you know wine with their dinner Not- but maybe they'll have like some some strong something strong with their uh, coffee afterwards yeah but it's never like with the goal of getting drunk yeah whereas here like here people are like here the goal is to get as drunk as possible (laughs) that's interesting that's very i didn't know that huh that's very cool but like it's a bit so it's a bit uh, european mediterranean so i think the stats are maybe that uh, italians and french might even consume more alcohol than some smaller quantities but it's spread it's smaller and spread out so it's generally a healthier way of doing things well, it's, it, it goes completely to our Western mentality, our North American mentality of like quantity over quality all the time. Like we just want, 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 yeah. want. The people like, like you and I know, like, like we know people and like, 
like Friday, Saturday night, the goal is like, let's, let's get trashed and go to the bar and then get trashed even more. Like it doesn't happen in Italy, right? Like that's not, that's not the, well, I mean, I'm sure there are uh, like young people will, will yeah, want to yeah. drink a lot, like anywhere um, in, in the West. Uh, but you just don't see it on the same scale. Yeah. It's not as apparent. Yeah. Um, so that, that's basically what I wanted to say on that one is like, don't be obnoxious. Don't don't be obnoxious. Don't, uh, don't be a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Um, wh- whether you have alcohol in you or not. Good point. Um, Good advice. Oh, and here's another one. Um, I'm getting to my long list of don'ts, but I'm getting close to the end. Don't worry, people. Okay. Uh, don't expect everything to be open all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, you, you might have experienced this. I'm not sure in, in Turkey or in other places. Is is that they don't open like nine to five? Yeah. The shops or restaurants. They they'll actually have like an afternoon break because yeah. it does get quite hot in this in the afternoon and there's a siesta so a lot of the places you shouldn't expect uh from like i don't know two o'clock until four o'clock or one o'clock one thirty until four thirty. the all the restaurants and shops that you want to be open just be ready for that people um because very much about like the shop owner takes a break themselves and hangs out with their friends. You might see them at, at a bar having a few drinks themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, yeah, it, it, it's quite noticeable. It was a bit shocking to me when I first started traveling around like Southern Europe, because it's not common in Northern Europe. Like you won't see that too much in, in the Netherlands or Germany or the UK. It's just not yeah. a done thing. But like in France, in Spain and in, in Italy, there's a lot more of like an afternoon shutdown, which can be in France as well. Yeah. I never thought about. That. I know, like, like, I think I think it's in most like northern France, it's not a thing, but it, in like Mediterranean coast, there's a bit more of like an afternoon break. I think in most of the Mediterranean uh, regions, so North Africa plus like that part of Europe and a little bit of the Middle East, like near the Mediterranean Ocean, I think cultures are very similar in that in in, in, in not only food and lifestyle, but also how all work operates and like being family oriented. So it's very common. And like there's like a break and then there's certain foods even the alcohol thing i know in north africa they're mostly muslim countries so they don't drink but that idea of just not doing things to excess but still enjoying life but doing it in a in a consistent fashion as opposed to just friday saturday nights and etc yeah. <laughs> yeah and the working hours reflect that so it's not like totally. they, they feel like they have to be on all the time yeah um and another thing is uh, uh like well, yeah oh go ahead go ahead please, please. you finish you finish well, kind of attached to this is that like when you're at a shop, maybe at a clothing store and you're kind of waiting to be served. Yeah. Um, you might be waiting a while because the like the staff will be like devoted to that person. Whereas in other places, they might have more uh, people greeting you and saying, hello, how can I help? Da, 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 da. Um, you might be ignored for a while. And it's That's not necessarily that them being rude but they're just devoted to like the customer who came in first <laughs> it's, it's so funny you say these things because it's completely like the opposite here you know the way we grew up where like our way of life and everything we're like nine to five go 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 eat your lunch at your table and like, blah, 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 blah. yeah and, you get, and it's like work and then five to nine again or whatever you get 18 hours off and then like saturday sunday and like i feel like we're just like machines and cogs all the time just working 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 doing this and then like there it's sort of like let's enjoy it let's take a break even in the middle of the day and i like that mentality it's it's one of the hardest things for me to switch over to because i wasn't really like uh like you know raised that way but i think it's healthier in the long run for sure you know for sure i think and i think uh, there is a pretty um healthy uh, lifestyle here as you mentioned like the food is quite good yeah um balance there's not too much drinking to excess the weather's good 
Yeah, it's a nice life, but the problem is, generally speaking, is the economies. People generally uh, say there's not many jobs here, so they have to go to where the weather is um, a bit crappy uh, in Northern Europe to have a, a bit more of a um, better chance of a stable job. Because there is a lot of people who are saying like Italy's tough for jobs, and Southern European countries often have challenges for that. But there's trade-offs, you know. You have a nice, uh, nice meal, nice food, longer life. Uh, maybe a little less in the bank. Yeah, I, it's a good way to look at it. Um, what shall I do? I think for the do's, I'm, I'm running low here, but okay. basically my last one is do be adventurous. Don't like come to Italy and just order a lasagna, pizza, pasta bolognese, all yeah. the things that you had at home. There, there's other Italian dishes <laughs> and you should try them. Just 100%. maybe try some things that, that you don't recognize on the menu. 100%. And you maybe you'll get disappointed, but now you know. Now you so know. I think... There are, and it is kind of cool maybe to try some like pizza in Italy, yeah. but like don't come to Venice for good pizza. That's yeah. that's a, that's a big no no. They don't do that. It's pizza is from down south. Yeah. Um. So, don't like go around expecting every single thing you had in the Italian restaurant back home to be like well done at every single Italian restaurant here yeah. because you're in Italy and there's different regions and different places and there'll be yeah. lots of different options. So. Yeah. I think the, the good thing is to just try lots of things. Uh, don't go to the tourist traps where there's a guy standing outside with a, a no. menu and there's a multilingual uh, menu there. It's a big uh, red flag. No, no. They have like a thousand items that they can cook for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's such um, a good point is that when you go, like the ultimate point of a holiday is not only rest and relaxation, but to experience other cultures and other things and like totally be adventurous, try different things. And if you don't like it, at least you try it, right? Go to different places and get out of your comfort zone. It's really, I think looking back on my life, traveling has been probably one of the best experiences ever. I mean, I met my wife and had a family because of it, which is great. Uh, but also like, I just got to see things and do things. And I think I would not trade those experiences for anything in the world. Like, I think they really help grow you as a person. So you traveled a lot too. I know we've talking about that. It's one of the best things you can do. And then like, I'm sort of in a phase now, I don't know if you feel like it now, but like, I'm kind of really tired of traveling at the moment in life and I have multiple other things happening and maybe I'll, I'll, and you know, hopefully, but like in my uh, growing up, uh, we traveled a lot. Thanks to you. Thanks to my parents in my twenties, I traveled a lot as well. I just, it was one of those things and I just got that bug and I did it. It was amazing. Right. Like I think the bad experiences were outweighed by the good ones and then the good ones by the bad ones, but it was something you did because the alternative is just sitting in your house in Nepean or Canada doing nothing for the rest yeah. of your life. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think uh, it was uh, Mark Twain who said travel is fatal to prejudices. Yeah. Um, so like it does shatter a lot of um, preconceived notions you have about the world, about people in different countries. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, I find people are nice in, in most places. Agreed. And I... I was thinking um, also, I was saying that, uh, another story I was babbling on about yesterday. Canada has, um, this is in no way uh, uh, something to criticize Canadians. Yeah. Because the, the stereotype about Canadians is that they're nice. Yeah. But I'm like, people are nice. I've experienced nice people everywhere, but I've yeah. also experienced like nasty people. And um, I think generally speaking, wherever you go, um, you might get people go, is it safe to go here? What's this place like? Keep your bags close to you. 
And when I first was traveling to like London and, and Paris, these places as a kid with my family, yeah. I was reading these Lonely Planet guides and I had this like little fanny, what do you call it, fanny pack <laughs> thing. And I would hide it in the money belt. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like pickpockets everywhere, thieves everywhere, because yeah. the guide said, watch out for this. And then when I lived there, I'm like, I was being so stupid and so paranoid. Of course, there's, of course, there's a risk that can happen and it does happen. But if you just like behave like a normal person, um, you'll yeah. you'll be all right because i've seen these people now um because i was doing that stuff when i was first traveling yeah. they'll put like the backpack on their front yeah, yeah. they'll have everything on their thing and i'm like these are the people who are gonna let their guard down or be do something stupid yeah. so i'd follow them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i <laughs> and, generally speaking i agree with you i find that there are bad people everywhere in the world but i would never accustom that to an entire group of people this is just the individual just like here in canada right but i find most yeah. people are extremely hospitable very nice willing to help I've had people uh, tell me that they could kind of like, if I ever have problems, like, you know, here's my number, you can even stay, uh, stay with us if you need, like in a very like non-creepy, like a nice way, which I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. You know, take it. Uh, I think one of the problems with tourism uh, I, I, is that most people uh, want adventure, but they're not adventurous in the sense that they still go to like tour guides or tour groups. And that's where things like that happen, where they're like, remember in Rome, everyone's a scammer. Keep your money on like, you know, there's pickpocketers and stuff like that. But I think if you're like, I stopped doing tour guides like a long time ago. I just planned my own trips. And so like, uh, and I find that like at the end of the day, you'll still get like a great trip out of it. And then you'll save a little bit of money because I think packages are overpriced. <laughs> but, mm. but, but you'll, you'll figure it out. You know what I mean? And like, it's really like, it's good to go with groups, with family by yourself, but just get out there and travel and see the world. Cause it really just opens your eyes and just shows you how much people have in common. And it's, it's a really, yeah. And like try and go off the beaten path a little bit, course, even in, even in a crazy touristed city like Venice, there's places yeah. that are like hidden side streets, neighborhoods that uh, not many people go to. And you realize that when you come here, that like 90% of the tourists will go to the yeah. center and that's all they see. And it's, of course, if they're on a limited uh, time frame, schedule, budget, whatever, that's understandable, but they're missing, there's so much more to see so and, more. you know, expand your horizons and, and check out some other parts. What's, uh, well, now I know it's a little early premature, but what would be your next trip that you're hoping to go to after Italy? Whether, whether that be next year or, or six months or yeah. on the line, what is there an intention to go somewhere or wanting to go somewhere? Well, I mean, the first port of call whenever I can will be home to Canada or the UK because I haven't seen family in yeah. so long. So that's yeah. very nice. Um, but in terms of leisure travel, I think I, Japan has been on the bucket list for a long time. That's so uh, I think Japan is on the list, but in, in reality, you probably go to one or two other European countries just because of convenience. Yeah, because it's so close to where you are. It's like pretty much you get there in an hour or two, right? Yeah, it's like it's Candyland, like each within an hour or two hours, different uh, culture, language, scenery. It's, it's amazing. How many EU countries do you think you've been to? There's like 26 or 27, right? <laughs> I think I've been to pretty much all of them, except for like the smaller... Like countries you. like Lithuania, Latvia. I've been to, yeah, except for the very smaller, uh, very small countries, I've been to all of them. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. I, 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 um, I was looking at the map the other day and like, or I was just thinking, I, I've, I've not been to any countries in Latin America. That's like pretty much the only place in the world I, yeah, me neither. I, yeah, I haven't been to. I kind of don't have an interest to go. I mean, I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. Maybe later in life I will, but 
to me, it's just like a little like so far away and it's not really my thing at the moment, but maybe I will. I, uh, I think for us, Europe, and uh, I'd like to go back to Morocco to see my in-laws and my family and introduce my son to them and like their grandchild. But also I'd like to go to like Scotland and Ireland and just go sit in the Highlands and drink coffee and do nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Drive an Aston Martin around yeah, and, like James and uh, do the James um, Bond thing. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. And then like, uh, have you been to the States in a long, in a while or? It's, is it, it's been a long, long time since I've been to the US. I think uh, probably New York, uh, Los Angeles, the stand maybe austin texas that'd be cool i'd like to go to some of the hipster cities like yeah, austin portland. and Port portland yeah. uh yeah i the southern, southern u.s i'd like to go to as well i would like to experience a bit of that um yeah i think the last time i've been to the u.s was just sort of passing through on the way to canada i yeah. can't really think of the last time i properly went on holiday there ages uh, ago I, I'm going to wait it out until things are a little bit like calmer and easier and safer. And then I'll, Fair enough. and then just drive across RV. RV's on the list too one day. Oh, uh, very nice. Camper van. But uh, thanks for your do's and don'ts. I think they apply not only to Italy, but just generally. Um, uh, I mean, the specific ones to Italy, but to, to many places. But people should definitely try to kind of do a little bit of research and just enjoy, right? Just enjoy. Oh, and uh, throw away the selfie sticks. You don't see those so much anymore. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, 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 was, that was a big thing for a while. And then, then, then it's just like a passing trend, I guess. I didn't, <laughs> did you ever get one? <laughs> no way, no way. <laughs> uh, I never got one, but my dad had one. And then like he'd connect it and hook it up. And that, I'm not, uh, my, so my lovely wife and I sort of have a disagreement on one thing was that like, I'm not a big photo person generally. And especially when I travel, I don't really take a lot of photos. I mean, I try to just enjoy what's happening. And my wife likes to take photos, which is fair, like for memories. And, uh, and then, you know, keep them. So like, I don't know what you and your partner are like, but uh, uh, yeah, that's the uh, same. same. <laughs> I don't, I don't like posing. I just don't like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I like, can I like ca candid shots. Like if someone takes pictures of me while I'm doing stuff, that's well, fine. Do you remember growing up, we didn't have smartphones. We had uh, film reels, uh, uh, film oh. reels, which had only 24 shots. So you had to be very strategic with your shots. Cause, and now- I you, tried to be in like 20 of them were terrible. And like maybe three of them were usable. Yeah. <laughs> they were always pretty bad. And one was like blurry. <laughs> So like now you yeah. can take multiple, you can take thousands of the same photo and it doesn't take any energy, right? So so it's a, sort of like, it's for you and I, I guess it's sort of like, we got to pose for <laughs> longer, but it's okay. At the end of the day, they're memories, so I don't mind. But uh, but like when I travel- try to, like, try to see the world with your own eyes and uh, experience it. You'll remember that longer than, than those photos. There we go. That's a nice, nice way to end. There we go. Thanks, Dave. Well, go. I hope you have a good- well, I hope you found that useful. And, and um, I hope you yeah. can implement some of those rules and, and then enjoy the rest of your trip and have fun and you deserve R&M. Grazie, grazie. No problem, prego. Is that right? Sure. <laughs> um, all right, Dave, have a good one. All right, thanks, Dosh. Bye.